a lot of people say, and probably say to you as well, oh, I don't have the motivation that you have, Jill or David. I just don't. I'm, I'm, no, hold on, hold on. I don't have motivation. I just get into fucking action, right? This is The Playbook. Welcome to The Playbook. And I'm Dave Meltzer. I'm here at the Blue Wire Studios at the Wynn in the lobby in Las Vegas. My new home for The Playbook. We love Blue Wire. And just wait, catch us at the Super Bowl as well. Uh, I'm here with an incredible entrepreneur, a speaker, a business coach, mentor, author, TV personality, which we're going to share the stage together. Um, and she is the founder of her own business, as I stated, Jill Sinclair. Welcome to The Playbook. Thank you so much for having me. I have been anticipating this for the last, what, two to three weeks, and I am jumping up and down all morning long. Did not even need coffee this morning. <laughs> well, I feel the same way, and when I meet certain people, it's a frequency. It's a vibration. I just feel as if I've known you for lifetimes. Yeah. Uh, our vibrations are complementary and synergistic to each other, and one of the things that we were just talking about is reconciling things in our life, yeah. uh, that we create interference, we have conflict, uh, that is created uh, in a, inside of ourselves and with others. And you wrote this book. It's so interesting because I looked at it, I said, oh, it's a reconciliation book, Hustler Sophisticate. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, you ask people, are you a hustler sophisticate? And you kind of give a spoiler alert even and say, you are. Yeah. Um, how is it possible that everyone who reads this book is a hustler sophisticate? Well, those who want to be, the whole concept behind a hustler, like I, when I grew up, I had a really shitty upbringing, full of abuse, abandonment. Let's get that out there, right? And so for me, it was always born alone, die alone. It's up to you, Jill, if you want anything in life. So I've always been a hustler. Hustler to me means someone who is tenacious and goes after everything that they want. But I'm also sophisticated in my language, in my understanding of others, and as well as, as this gorgeous suit I have on today, right? And it is. <laughs> and it's, it's representing, though, representing yourself and showing up every damn day for yourself in su at such a high level. So if you want to be a hustler, I believe that those can go together. You know, I'm not that, that the, the, the weird connotation of hustler, talking about, you know, the, the bad connotation of what that is. Well, I didn't look at it that way at all. And I had a lot of people saying, Jill. You should not be saying anything with the name hustler in the in the title because you're a woman. I'm like, well, you're putting your judgment on me, so there's the door. Yeah. You know? And Thank so you. so when I did uh, when I wrote the book, this is when I had my first ever hustler sophisticate speaker series. Say that seven times fast. Yeah, nice. I cannot. <laughs> and uh, so Sinclair sophisticate yeah. series. I yeah, got yeah, that yeah. down. Uh, so I I did the book in order to be able to to give it out to the attendees to that. And it's called Hustler Sophisticate Speaker Series and Business Boot Camps. And Ryan Serhant, a friend of yours, was, was my, one of my first keynotes with that. And so to share the stage with him on the first thing, I was playing big because I thought, Jill, if you're going to do this, you need to go really big and don't let anything stop you. So when uh, I got the yes from him, I'm like, holy shit balls! now I've got to make some, some big sponsorships to, to, to pay for this conference. And it was sold out. So it just showed me, Jill, when you, when you set your mind to being a hustler sophisticate, it truly does come true for you. So very exciting. And the interesting thing, too, about that hustler sophisticate uh, strategy, let's call it, is that you do have a persistent hustler attitude. And yes, you are sophisticated. Like I would say the best icon you could have is my friend Ryan Serhan because he's a hustler sophisticate. Yeah. No problem, like yeah. in the definition. But one of the interesting things goes beyond just the hustle and the panaz that this you know if you you reek it around ryan and you you guys just look amazing and so sophisticated but i have a, a saying you know a, a hustler for sophisticate isn't playing checkers they're playing chess mm -hmm. 
Yes. And so there's yeah. more than just the sophisticated look and behavior. Uh, what sets you apart, and Ryan Serhant, by the way, and something that I strive for within the context of my own being, is to play chess. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be sophisticated in my thoughts and uh, allow those to separate me yeah. where I'm thinking in a different vibration or frequency or realm than most people yeah. and see things differently. What stage of this pursuit of being the hustler sophisticate did you reach this third level beyond the way you look, act, talk? Of course, your attitude has always been there because you grew up like I did. We had no choice but to hustle. Yeah. But moreover, it took a whole another portion of my life uh, to go on the journey of playing chess. Yeah. It, it's being so highly intentional with what you're doing and why you're doing it. When I reached out to you, you didn't know me from Eve. I'm like, hi, David. My name is Jill Sinclair, and I'm from Vancouver. We're on the same show, Coach, the new TV docuseries. And by the way, everyone that's going to be dropping in, I believe, March of 2022, but I reached out to you because I knew that I could provide value beside you to help to continue to change other people's lives because that is your mandate. That is your mandate to, is to make more money and, and help more people and <laughs> have more fun, right? That's my and, mandate. And that is who I'm at at my core, right? So when you live your life in such a highly intentional vibration, you draw, I got truth bumps right now. You know, <laughs> I love that. you, you Say draw. against just truth bumps. Truth bumps, truth I love bumps. That. So you draw people like this to yourself, like yourself as well as Jake and Jim Quick and. It's just amazing to say, hey, you know what? I've got this idea that we can reach more people. Are you in? And you said yes. Jake said yes. Jim said yes. I'm like, okay, awesome. Now we've got some work to do. Because in order to change millions of people's lives, we've got to step the F up and really make it happen. And that intention, being a hustler sophisticate, it's just always being aware of what is needed. Because it's not for me. It's for people that are out there. So what message do they need from me? What message do they, do they need from you? And how do we help them to breathe in the possibility that's deep inside them right now? And, you know, when COVID hit uh, with that great big vision of yours, yeah. I'm sure you felt challenges of how are we going to scale? Yeah. Uh, we want to empower so many people, me, myself, over a billion people. And I know you are yeah. my cohort in crime to do that. And yeah. you do so much in the volunteer sense. Um, and you started the health, Head Start with Jill. I, I seem to like HSs for some reason. Yeah, I'm not sure it. where that comes from, right? <laughs> and, and with these big lips, they get difficult to say together. But I do my best if anyone's wondering. But, um, I mean, you're giving over $100,000 of prizes and yeah. uh, really impacting people through motivation and inspiration. Uh, how during the most challenging, terrifying place you know, in our generation... Uh, the first time in the entire world, for the very first time, questioned their existence, as Deepak yeah. Chopra said. Um, how were you able to come up with the perspective of, this is a good time that I better start helping everybody else? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I scratch my head sometimes and think, Sinclair, what the hell are you doing, <laughs> right? So I speak a lot at universities, and I spoke at the end of February 2020, and the young people are coming up to me afterwards saying, Jill, oh my God, no one talks to us like you do. You're, you're speaking with us, not at us. You are giving us the, the truth, you're spitting truth as well as you're, you're loving us enough to give us a kick in the pants, right? And so they said, how can we get more of you? And I, as I'm driving home at midnight and I'm thinking, okay, COVID is kind of really happening. No one knows what it is. And these young people already, they, are, they don't have hope. They don't have the possibility. So I literally thought I need to come up with Head Start with Jill, this free nonprofit contest that was open to 460,000 people in Vancouver, British Columbia, and Canada. And all they had to do was submit a video. And for me, I just knew I needed to do something bigger than myself, David, 
because they needed help and no one else was stepping up to the plate to help them. So again, in the middle of COVID, like who the hell gets, you know, $100,000 worth of sponsorships, rent for a year, car, wardrobe, fitness trainer, me as a business coach. And so from that has stemmed my, me being of service. My biggest thing in life is being of service, being a massive problem solver and getting into action, period. Those are my three, my, the trifecta of success for anyone. And so um, coming from a place of service, volunteering my time has now led itself into really me meeting with you me having another TV show about Head Start and helping young people, mentoring them. I also have Head Start Mentoring, which is, is free. It will always, always be free, nonprofit. And it's going to be mentoring for young people across the world, not just in Canada. And we're going to vet people that are going to be a part of it. So if we're going to volunteer our time, and I know you're a busy man, I'll rope you in for maybe active. once a year. Once active, not active. busy. Excuse me. Yes, you're I'm active. accessible. Yeah, busy means unaccessible. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you are active and you're committed and you're intentional. So for me, the whole concept is how do we help them in business, life skills, all the things that they're coming to me. So many young people don't know how to budget. They don't know about dating. They don't know things that we take for granted. So for me to step up to the plate and help them, again, it's just what I, what I need to do and what I love to do. And it's just, as you know, the fulfillment that I get when I'm giving my time and helping others is just, there's no other, there's no other high like that. I mean, it's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And with the TV show, one of the reasons I want to get involved because you, you are taking on a major challenge of having a reality show, yeah. but it's not a train wreck. You have a reality show with a conscious. Yes. And I keep going through my mind, challenging myself, like how do we create, you know, that inside look of consciousness yeah. of good. Yeah. And no one's been able to pull it off. And we've tried. Other people have tried too. Why do you think this will work to show a reality show with a conscious? Because fucking COVID. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's good. I mean, seriously, COVID was devastating to so many people. And it still is devastating. And the whole concept of this being a reality show with a conscience means that we are not going to be doing anything that is, uh, you know, tooth and nail. It's about rebuilding our communities. All across Canada is going to be the first season. The next season that I want you to be a part of is going to be across North America. So the whole concept is we're, we're going to be helping doing uh, community initiatives. Maybe it's going to be a lunch program for an impoverished area. Uh, uh, Something, a program for the seniors maybe bringing in pets because, you know, studies have shown that that, that will help with their uh, quality of life and whatnot. So everything to do with the community, that's why it's going to be successful because people are going to, they're going to have hope again, David. They're going to look at things going, oh, there's a, truth bumps again. <laughs> and, and they're going to see the possibility. Like my biggest thing is I want to, you have the possibility right there inside of you. I just want to breathe life into that for you. And that's, that's my job. And can you imagine how amazing that is? I mean, of course you can, because you do the same thing, changing lives. What? Yeah, it's crazy. I think when we work on the side of good, uh, with good intentions, uh, when we do that, the interesting thing to me is that it takes longer. See, when you put up a train wreck for content, mm. and you can see this on Instagram, you, you can see it everywhere, uh, that it has an immediate impact, right? People just dive into it. Yeah. Um, but there's a different audience that has to build when you're creating content with a conscious. And yeah. so, unfortunately, the platforms, the networks are impatient mm. uh, when it comes forth. And so, it's so, and, and I've done, you know, big TV shows about giving and, and they all have, you know, and they've won Emmy Awards, you know, and they get respected by everyone, but they're not willing uh, 
to wait to build the audience long enough, and therefore a lot of these don't work. One of the reasons is because they're not or don't understand the difference between motivation and inspiration. I know mm. you're working on a book right now, just yeah. like I am, and it's coming out next year, and it says motivation's a myth. Yes. And so I was hoping, you know, take into context what I'm saying, if motivation's a myth, is it because that we don't have the patience mm. to wait for the good results and we expect them immediately and we never expect results from negative behavior? What exactly is the myth of motivation? In speaking with Julie last night, we were talking about motivation. My wife, Julie, by the way. Why would Julie? Amazing. Hey, Hello, Julie. I don't have any girlfriends. That's my wife. <laughs> and uh, talking about motivation is a myth. So there's two ways we can look at this. A lot of people say, and probably say to you as well, oh, I don't have the motivation that you have, Jill or David. I just don't. I'm, I'm, no, hold on. Hold on. I don't have motivation. I just get into fucking action, right? Nice. So, so for me, it's about looking at it as an excuse that a lot of people use. And then the other thing is if people feel bad because they say, oh, I don't have the inspiration or the motivation that, that you, you people do, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 you need to back up a second. So instead of looking at motivation, motivation is a myth. It's just like a unicorn, really hard to find and really hard to keep. What we need to look at is being fiercely committed like a big old mule. You know what I mean? Like if you look at the unicorn, it's beautiful and shiny and sparkly, which we all like sparkles. But where the magic is, is the fierce commitment of that mule, right? And I'm right now picturing a mule going down in the, the Grand Canyon, right? I mean, you, you see these things differently. And so when I don't want to work out, when my body's sore, my foot is aching, I just lace up and I get on the treadmill or go outside. I don't sit in my mind and think about it. Nike. I believe they're the first ones in my, in my lifetime that came out with the first saying, just do it. The more we're in our mind, David, the more we're going to, we're going to talk ourselves out of something, right? So, so getting into that action, period. Don't think about it. Just I love do it. that. And I tell everyone, I said, uh, there's been many workouts uh, at the very beginning I didn't want to do, but I've never finished a workout and said, oh, I wish I didn't do that. So I know. keep that into mind. Now, one of the other things about motivation and inspiration is, Motivation can be fear-based, mm. um, and fear itself is a soul sucker. It will, you know, drain you of all your inspiration. And yet, people I think confuse motivation with inspiration. Motivation will get you up mm -hmm. and get you back up. It'll get you started, get you back started, which is what you need to just do it, right? You yeah. need that motivation of I'm not going to think about what I don't want, what's missing, or how hard this is going to be. I'm just going to go and start. Yeah. Then there comes that next step, which you really are good at, and you may not even know this, but you talk a lot about head starts, you talk about starting and motivation, but I see your superpower as inspirational, meaning mm, you're teaching you. people to get clarity, balance, and focus, and be intentional, which intentional is wow. inspirational, thank and you. it's mm -hmm. a difference than just, you know, you, you walk into a room, uh, and there's many great speakers that do this, and everybody walks out going, that was awesome, yeah. and the next day, they don't feel awesome anymore. Yeah. In fact, there's a major drop-off. Then there's a very few speakers like you that people feel really good, may not be awesome, like a few will always, but most people feel really good, but then they feel better the next day and better the next day because you were able to inspire them, mm. not just motivate them. Why do you think, or what do you think your technique is besides knowing what people are listening for? I know that's part of it. You mentioned that. You don't yeah. just talk to people. You know what they're listening for, mm -hmm. and, you're, and you're more interested than interesting. But is there another thing that other speakers and authors should look at that, hey, I, I'm not a short-term you know, heroin fix. Yeah. You know, I, I'm here for the long run. My 
genius in this, and it works with my clients as well, is giving people what they need rather than what they think they want. It's completely different, right? Like, oh, I need this. I want that. No, no actually, no, you don't need that. Um, a, a quick story on this. I had someone reach out to me a, a while back. He phoned me, hey, Jill, I've got a company of 35 employees, and we need etiquette training. And I first heard that, and I'm like, holy shit, no, you need way more than etiquette. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my mind is racing, right? right and I'm right. thinking, uh, if you think you need that, then you've had the wrong hires, wrong management, the wrong, the wrong culture, all these, all these problems. So he wanted me, it would have been an easy, easy cash out, you know, uh, two, sure. one to two hours. And I, I spoke with him 45 minutes on the phone just to make sure that he's co- coachable and he was open to possibly something else. I went in and on my first meeting with a huge proposal for him saying, I'm going to be, um, my, my, what I'm going to suggest to you is I'm going to come in and interview each one of your employees and find out exactly what makes them tick, what are their challenges. And, and remember that saying the quality of the answers or the quality of the questions that you asked. I found out things that he never, had never known about his employees for five years. So what I did from that is I said, I'm going to compile basically what I believe that you should be doing for your, for your uh, employees. Because employees, like, they're his clients, right? So you have to treat them that way. And so I basically gave him a proposal completely different. I ended up working with him for three months, not one or two, to two hours, because I stood in my genius about telling him what he needed, not what he thought he wanted. And I mean, like I said, a lot of people go out there, they just want to cash in on, on the quick buck. And I'm like, no, 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 like you have a lot more, you know, underneath the covers right here. And I want to help you because I want your business to be successful. He could have said no, but not likely because of course, Jill Sinclair comes in there with a contract, with her square and I'm t- pay- taking payment right, right <laughs> away, right? But again, it just, it showed the value of, I, I'm here for you. I'm here to serve you, right? And like, I've never looked back. And then after that, of course, I, the proposal came forward about what he needed to be done. And then he's like, well, when should we start that? I'm like, here's my next proposal, right? So I ended up working with him for about a year and helped him to hire general managers and HR and, and all that. But he's like, wow, I never would have thought that this would come to this. And one thing he said to me on the phone in our first conversation was, Jill, I've talked to so many consultants and coaches. Not one of them has asked the questions that you've asked. So it's not being afraid to like get in there deep right away. Like, what am I? I'm going to hoard my questions and, and my genius because I don't want to miss out. No, no, I'm going to pull you in to agreement because I'm going to find out what exactly you need, right? And that that stuff excites me to no end because we're problem solvers, David. As business coaches, we're the biggest problem solvers on the planet. And you are definitely one of those. And also, it's a great qualifier to see if you have an open mind uh, for an open-minded client. And uh, a lot of times we go for those short fixes because we're too afraid yeah. to get a no to that question, do you have an open mind, yeah. to really figure out what you truly need, yeah. not just what you want. You also have a great podcast, uh, The Jill Sinclair Show. Make sure everybody checks that out. Thank you. Incredible entrepreneur, speaker, business coach, author, soon to be doubly authored, and my TV personality, co-host, partner. Woo-hoo. So many more things coming out. Yes. Check out The Hustler Sophisticate. You are one if you want to be one, as I always say. Jill, thank you so much for joining me here on The Playbook.